Welcome to another episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast, brought to you by The Good Success Group. We are grateful to God for your presence, participation, and partnership. And now, here is Reverend Greer. Let us pray. Dear God, we just thank you so much for another opportunity to uh, to wake up and live for you, God. Another opportunity to join in your service one more time, God. We thank you for every home and life uh, represented here today. God, we just thank you for giving us a mind to live for you and to serve you, God, and to, to, to attend church, God, virtually, uh, whether we do it in person or virtually, God, we just thank you for a mind to gather as the body of Christ, God. It was a time maybe where we didn't have a mind uh, to go to church and to gather with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, God. But we thank you that we now have that mind that we will do that. We will make sure that that is a priority to us, God. And we thank you for the ability to gather, God, uh, albeit virtually, God. We thank you for everybody's technology working so far today. God, we, we know that there's places in the world, whether it be in person or, or virtually, that it's illegal to do what we are doing right now, God. And so we pray for our brothers and sisters, God, as they continue to face persecution even in 2021 for wanting to be Christian soldiers and disciples, God, even just wanting to gather and study for Bible study or worship study. There's places in the world that they would they would frown upon that, God, and they would make their lives hard. And so, God, we pray for those brothers and sisters around the world, God, but we also want to make sure that we don't take for granted the opportunity to gather. And so we're going to be attentive and in tune with what's going on, God. We thank you for everything that you have done, everything that you are doing, and everything that you will do with us, for us, and through us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So now we're going to have our scripture reading. Um, and I've asked Brother George Mayo to unmute and to read that. Today's reading will come from uh, Philippians uh, chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The Lord's word for the Lord's people. Amen. Hey, thanks be to God, and thank you so much for reading that, my dear brother. We're going to jump right into our word today. And so if you remember, last week I preached a sermon entitled, The Fear of Forgiveness. Do you remember that? And at the end of the sermon, I promised that I would follow up on that message uh, with some, 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 some tactics and some things that will hopefully help us to become better at forgiving, right? So that we can become better forgivers of ourselves and of other people. And so as such, I want to follow through on that promise uh, today by preaching anointed to forget. And so that's what we want to talk about today. And so um, I have long been fascinated with the power of the brain as it relates to human memory. I've taken many classes on uh, human memory over the years is just a, a very fascinating feature of the mind, our ability to record and recall memories. And so from our youngest years, we have been encouraged to become 
experts at remembering things, right? We learn how to, to write our names and we learn our addresses and we learn our, our math facts, amen? We learned how to remember our telephone numbers or our birthdays and all of that kind of stuff. And so, and, and, and fellas, you know, you better not forget those anniversaries either. You gotta make sure that you remember the, the first time you guys started dating and the wedding anniversary and all of the other anniversaries that are associated with your, with your spouse. And so you make sure that you catalog that information and you can retrieve it uh, uh, when you need to, because you will be called to account if you don't. Uh, athletes, athletes work for years and years in efforts to be remembered in their sport. Some have even made it into the hall of fame where they will be cherished and remembered for years and years, even after their death, amen. And so they've, they've put in all of that work so that people will remember their legacy and celebrate what they did on or off the field or the court in their respective sport, amen. And so uh, it has been said that the human brain consists of about 1 billion neurons, okay? That's what helps us to form memories. And so each neuron forms about 1,000 connections to other neurons amounting to more than 1 trillion connections. That's a lot, uh, you know? And so if each neuron could only help store one single memory, running out of the space would be a problem really quickly. Uh, you might have a few gigabytes of storage, similar to the size of an iPod, if you remember the iPod, or maybe a, a USB flash drive, you might be able to get that much information on your brain if, if only one neuron was responsible for one single memory. We would run out of space. And yet our God, our creator has designed our brain in such a way that our neurons combine so that each one helps with the many memories, with many memories at one time. So no single neuron is only focused on one memory. There, there are many neurons that are working together to help us to record and to recall those memories. And so by doing this, our ability to, to um, increase our memory storage is exponentially increased by them working together. And we get something closer to around 2.5 petabytes. Brother John knows, but I'll break it down for the rest of us. That means about a million gigabytes. Okay. And so that's, that's a lot of information. That's a lot of storage space that we can retain. And so by comparison, if our brain worked like a DVR, a digital VCR, a video, a video recorder, like we have on our TV downstairs, where we can record our favorite TV shows and whatnot, uh, two point petabytes would be enough to hold 3 million hours of television, and you would have to leave your TV running and recording continuously for more than 300 years in order to use up all of that storage space. Hey, Amen. That's a lot of space. 300 years. I know we can binge watch some stuff on TV and Netflix and stuff like that, but I don't think any of us have 300 years to sit around watching TV. And so that's how much space, that's how much uh, capacity your brain has in order to record and capture all of the different memories of your lifetime. And so all that is to say that unless you have experienced some type of traumatic brain injury, or if you've had some type of uh, de de uh, demise in your brain cells or something like that, even then, I'm, I'm making the case today that it is truly hard to forget 
those things. I'm saying those things because that's what he, uh, Brother Paul said. He said, forgetting those things. Okay. And so what, what, what kind of things, what are those things that he's talking about? I'm, he's talking about those really good things that have happened in your life. You remember that stuff those accomplishments that you've had, the ways that you've poured into and helped other people along the years, you remember those things. But we also have a, a tendency to remember the really bad things that have happened to us, right? We Those things, they stay with us just as easily or sometimes even more easier than the, the good things that we have recorded in our memories. And so uh, isn't it interesting, my friends, how a smell or maybe even a song from your past can transport you back to a different place in time. Amen. That's that's true. Uh, what about a picture, though? What about a picture? If you look at this, these 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 images on your screen right there, uh, you might have some 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 mem some memories that come to your mind uh, even right now, dependent upon your experience with these things. Uh, fond or unpleasant memories are coming to the surface even right now. Amen. And so some of us can smell that hot comb, or some of us can smell that can of spam as it's opening up. Amen. You can remember eating that, that food along the way, maybe when you were struggling. But we also have some other experiences. Maybe you can think of some alternative uses of this extension cord or this wooden spoon that maybe your grandmother was fond of using. And uh, I, I remember my grandmother, thank God she never had to use it on me, but I've seen her break out this wooden spoon here uh, out of her purse during a church service on a couple of the other nieces and nephews <laughs> along the way. And so maybe depending on what your experiences are, you might have some similar as well that are coming to your to your memory right now. Amen. But let us let us move on. And I don't want to cause any type of stress on anybody from looking at those screen at those images there on the screen. So we're gonna we're gonna pause our screen for a second and then we'll come back and, and talk about something else. Hold on, let me pause my screen. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. All right, there we go. And so let us take a look at our text our, uh, from Philippians chapter three. So by this time, the Apostle Paul sets his pen to his paper to address the Philippians. He had been serving the Lord for some 30 years at this time. He had been, uh, you know, he had won so many spiritual battles that in his time that he has been greatly used by God to extend the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles in Asia Minor. Remember, uh, Apostle Paul was primarily sent to the to the Gentiles. Okay, and so he is the apostle that is bringing the good news to the people who were not originally Jewish of, of the Jewish descent. So that's me and you, uh, most likely. And so that's why we have the relationship with the Church of Jesus Christ that we have today is because of good, strong, solid believers like. Brother Paul right here. And so while he is writing to encourage and instruct the Philippian church, he is also addressing to uh, addressing them to to talk about one of the, the false doctrines that was present at this time. Amen. Uh, namely, these people called the Judaizers. And do me a favor, those on Zoom, I, I might can do it myself, but go ahead and make sure Oh, I got it right here. Mute all. Boom. All right, I was getting some feedback there. So, um, unlike unlike this, this this group called the Judaizers, whose influence was impre was prevalent among the Philippians, uh, the Apostle Paul did not claim to have any special uh, spiritual maturity or any special knowledge other than what had been revealed to him by Jesus Christ. But these people thought that they were like 
so much on a higher level than every other Christian. They thought that they just knew more, that they had experienced more in God, and that they were capable of doing more in God than anybody else. So they had this superiority complex about themselves. And so as we look at verse 12, we realize that even though Paul had grown so much in these years that he has been preaching and teaching God's word, he candidly confesses in this verse that he had not gained possession of all that he seeks to be. In other words, he has not reached a state of completion in Jesus Christ as a, as a Christian that he wants to. He's still aspiring to do more and to be more, right, uh, in, in, in Jesus Christ. He's, he knows that he has to continue holding on to God's unchanging hand because God still wants to do more with him and through him and for him. Amen. And so you've heard it, but he appreciated where he was in Christ, but he still aspired to be more. And so you've probably heard it like this. Um, I'm not where or what I used to be, but thank God that I am not where or what I used to be. Amen. That was very something, very easily something that Paul could have said himself because of the progress that he had made in Jesus Christ, but he also knew that he had higher levels to get to, amen? So he was continuing to press forward, and that's in verse 12. He says, so he presses on, and that's written in the present tense, right? Uh, and so he is continually in, uh, engaging in his pursuit with all deliberate speed to receive the prize that Christ has for him. He's not working to receive something from anybody else. He's not trying to work 30, 40, 50 years at one place and hope that he gets a gold watch and a, and a piece of cake. No, he is trying to push forward uh, for the prize that Christ has for him. Amen. And so he's going to keep on pressing forward. And the, th the thing I like about Paul in this text is uh, he doesn't just list the good things that has come out of his time uh, as a Christian. And also remember, Paul is a Jew by birth. So he doesn't just talk about all of these good things about uh, who he has become in Christ. And he doesn't uh, hang his hat on the fact that he is the Jewish uh, person by birth. He doesn't talk about that. He also talks, uh, he doesn't only talk about that. He also talks about the time that he spent persecuting Christians, right? Yes, in his mind, because he is so focused on knowing Jesus Christ, he can count all of these things as rubbish, the good and the bad. He says to him, they're all worthless and they're not worth remembering, right? Because, he, he, you know, sometimes we can get puffed up if we just think about all of the good things that God has allowed us to do, right? Sometimes we don't even have sense enough to say that God has allowed us to do. We just want to take all of the credit for what God has done with us, for us, and, and through us. But he has sense enough to say, no, not me, but, but God. But he, he says, but even those things that I've been able to do so far, uh, even all of the bad stuff that I've done in my past, he said, when I look at it all, it's essentially all worth forgetting. Why? Because I know that God can do even more with me, for me, and through me if I continue to stay engaged in this gospel ministry that I've been called to. Amen. But what does he mean? He uses this word, uh, forgetting. He's trying to forget those things. He's trying to forget the really good things. He's trying to forget the really bad things. But what does he mean by this word forgetting? What does he mean by that? Because uh, in our language, in the English language, the word to forget can mean so many different things, right? It can simply mean not remembering. 
That is to fail or to be unable to recall something, right? The memory was implanted there, uh, but at this time, I just cannot remember it. I don't know that information. It just won't come to the, for to the uh, hallways of my mind and allow me to be able to articulate what that thing is. I have forgotten it, okay? But it could also mean to leave behind, right? Say maybe you you get out of church and you and you get to your car and, and you realize you've forgotten your keys back inside. And so I forgot my keys again, right? You we're constantly forgetting things, my glasses or whatever like that. It can mean that, right? But it so to leave something behind, but it could also mean to neglect somebody or something. In other words, we can fail to give somebody the proper attention that they deserve, right? Uh, so you can say, don't forget who your friends are, right? Maybe maybe you have somebody tell you that. I know my, my mom would say, uh, sometimes talking about your so-called friends, right? But some of us have been blessed with some really good and true friends. And so we can say that, hey, don't forget who your real friends are, right? And so that's, that's, that's something else. Don't fail to give them the proper the attention that they deserve uh, because they've been a true friend to you. But but to forget could also mean to stop thinking about or to stop worrying about somebody or something. Maybe you know somebody that has been stuck and hung up on somebody, a past failed relationship, and that other person has totally moved on and, 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 and totally has disregarded that relationship, uh, but this person is just still caught up on that person. And you may have said to them in conversation to help them, hey, if I was you, I would just forget about that. I would just move on from that and forget about it, right? So you can use it in, in that sense. Uh, but you could also use this, this idea of forgetting if you fail to mention somebody, right? Uh, so we hear that in church sometimes. Maybe we forgot to give a, a proper acknowledgement to the bishop or to a pastor or presiding elder or somebody like that. Or maybe during your last Grammy speech, you forgot to, to list some of the people who helped you to earn that Grammy. And so you might say at the end of that, you know what? charge it to my head and, and not to my heart, right? I just, I didn't, I didn't intentionally forget about them. I just, you know, I just unintentionally maybe left them out. I was caught up in the moment and, and I, and I just forgot to say some of the names that I, I wanted to say. So that can happen. Um, and so some, 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 uh, some synonym phrases associated with this idea of forgetting could be like we just said, not to remember, to not recall, to fail to remember, to overlook, to stop thinking about, to put something out of your mind or to disregard or to willfully put it behind you, amen? So these are some synonyms. But on the opposite side, the opposite side of this would be uh, is, is remembering, to constantly think about or to continue to rehearse. That one is one I really wanna, I wanna uh, to talk about there. We'll come back to that, to continue to rehearse. Sometimes we don't forget stuff because we continue to rehearse it. Okay, now that's good if you're trying to learn your math facts or a phone number or something like that. But sometimes we continue to rehearse the wrong stuff uh, for the wrong reasons. And it has all kinds of negative consequences for us and those around us. Oh, man. And so we'll come back to that in a second, I'm sure. Uh, but simply put, Paul is saying he refuses to be controlled by the memories of his past, whether we're talking about his great accomplishments, whether he's talking about his rich cultural heritage, or even his failures, the places where he's gotten it wrong. Uh, to be sure, he he doesn't have amnesia. He's not. He has not suffered a concussion. Um, he is just instead choosing to willfully and likely through a lot of prayer and fasting. He's choosing to deliberately 
exercise or to practice this, this notion of forgetting uh, in, a, in a way that it's like a spiritual discipline for him. Uh, he's doing it in these areas of his life where he deems it necessary so that he can continue to run the race that has been set before him. Amen. Sometimes we need to remember some things. Amen. But sometimes, my brothers and sisters, there's some things that we need some help because we need to forget some other stuff. Amen. And so this is this is not dissimilar to how uh, people who are involved in horse racing, sometimes you will see where they put these blinders uh, on the horse to help the horse to, to not become distracted or to not panic by what they see that is going on around them or even behind them. Amen. And so the same thing, uh, uh, we need to sometimes put those type of blinders on so we can forget about all of that stuff that's going on around us because all it is placed there for is to distract you and to trip you up in a race that you're trying to run at that time. And so um, all, all Paul is, is all Paul wants to do, he wants to be so focused on his race for Jesus that all he wants to do is to love Jesus the same way that Jesus Christ has loved him. And how many know that's hard to do? It's really hard to love Jesus the way that Jesus loved us, right? And so he's that's what he's trying to do, though. And so he is choosing to block out or to forget everything that is behind him, everything that's going on around him, because he wants to be so focused on Jesus Christ, who is before him, pressing towards the mark of the prize, Christ Jesus, which is before him. That's what he's trying to do. And so if you will recall, my friends, on the, the, the life history of Paul, uh, Christ had dramatically and suddenly seized Saul when he was on the road to Damascus, and his life was never the same. Remember, Saul became Paul. And so in the same way, Paul seeks to ho take hold of Christ Jesus, uh, to know and love Jesus just as much as Jesus loves and knows him. That is his primary goal today amen and so i hope that um because my daughter left the door open so i hope my hold on one second family because this microphone picks up pretty well so i didn't want you to hear all that all right and so so here is the thesis of my sermon if i was just going to to put it into a sentence or two. Um, essentially, the case that I'm trying to make today is that if the Holy, if it is the Holy Spirit's job to bring things back to our remembrance, amen, and it is the Holy Spirit's job to bring things back to our remembrance, it is also uh, we're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to forget those things, those things that we have just been talking about, those really great things and those really uh, hard things sometimes that we have back there in our past. Amen. And so as we pray for this anointing to forget, uh, I want you to remember a few things. Number one, remember that sin is conquered by God's forgiveness. There is no exception to this. We, it's only conquered by uh, our sin is only conquered by God's forgiveness. So, so remember this, if you're struggling with forgiving other people, but in this sermon today, I'm going to talk a lot about the need to forgive ourselves because uh, sometimes we have to remember that we need to forgive ourselves because we are a recipient of God's grace, right? God has already forgiven us. If we've confessed and dealt with that sin, God has already forgiven us. And sometimes though we we hold ourselves hostage um, because of those poor and bad decisions that we've made along the way. And so I want to encourage you today that every time you feel 
that uh, that regret welling up in your spirit, uh, I don't want you to feed it. I don't want you to be intentional about not feeding that stuff because if you feed it, it only gets bigger and stronger and it and it beats you up even more because you have been you've been feeding it. You've been you've been uh, focusing on it so much. And so that's the I'm talking about sin that we've already confessed. We've already been forgiven for it by God. Uh, we've even asked for forgiveness for the people whom we've hurt along the way. We've already dealt with that stuff. And so you have to make it your business, your practice, uh, your goal to dismiss that stuff and to, to not feed it, right? Because the, the reason is, if you are a believer, your past is covered by God's grace. We started our, our time together today playing that song, God's grace. God's grace has covered that stuff for you. And so you don't have to keep rehearsing it. You don't have to keep reliving it, okay? And so we have what we do have to do is count the fact as true that God has forgiven us. We got to live into the reality of that uh, every single day. And, and if God has already forgiven us, shouldn't we be able to forgive ourselves? I, I talked about that a little bit last week. Sometimes we, we make our forgiveness seemingly more expensive uh, than the price that Jesus already paid, right? We, 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 we think that somehow that my, my forgiving myself or forgiving somebody else should cost more than what Jesus uh, did for us on the cross. And that's just not true. Uh, and so, so that's number one. Just make sure that, that you remember the fact that our sin is conquered by God's forgiveness. There is no exception. That's number one. Number two, you can never forget the past a part of the Holy Spirit. Remember, we've just talked about the incredible power of your brain. Your brain will help you to remember stuff that you would love to forget. Amen. Uh, but, but Paul has been anointed to forget. That's what we're talking about. Uh, he's not doing this forgetting on his own power. It is by the spirit of God that he's able to do this. He's, he's not by his own power. It's not by his own might. It's by the spirit of God that he's able to forget those things. And so if you found yourself, my friends, absorbed by your memories, I want you to make it your business to pray and meditate on the biblical doctrine of grace, right? And count it as true. Grace applies to you as well. It's not like just grace applies to any and everybody else. It also applies to you. God thought you were worth dying for. God thought that his grace was sufficient for you as well. And so you're, you're included in that. Don't, don't think that you're not. That's the trick of the enemy to make you feel like somehow everybody else uh, is included in God's salvation plan and everybody is included in God's grace plan, but except you. No, that's, that's, just, that's just a lie from the pit of hell and we need to send it back to where it came, amen? And so without God's grace, without God's anointing, without the Holy Spirit's loving instructions to us, a victimized mindset and an unforgiving spirit about our past regrets, if we let those things continue to combine and simmer, guess what? It's going to morph into bitterness, right? And so when we have this bitterness that's just resonating in our spirit uh, and our, in our daily dispositions, it, it, robs of, it robs us of joy. It, poison, uh, it poisons our peace and it sours our love uh, for ourselves, for God and others. And it makes the people who really do love us, it makes them miserable because people really don't want to see you 
in that bitter state and going through and suffering. Nobody who loves you, they don't want to see you uh, in, a, in a state or a condition like that. And so they're, so now they're becoming miserable uh, by you being in this state of, of unforgiveness towards yourself and other people. Amen. And so we have to make sure that we invite the Holy Spirit to walk with us daily uh, as we endeavor to become better at forgetting and forgiving of ourselves and other people, amen? And so, my friends, if you want to become a better forgiver, you have to become better or great at forgetting, okay? I had a, I had a church member who's been married longer than I've been breathing. Um, he shared this nugget with me uh, maybe about a year ago, um, and I wrote it down in my phone, and I look at it often. What he said was, if you want to have a long marriage, you have to have a short memory. And, and what he was saying there is you have to get good at forgetting some stuff. Sometimes your spouse will, will you know, hurt you, uh, will, you know, in ways that maybe they didn't even intend to, they might disregard you in ways that they didn't intend to, or maybe they did. But either way, if you want to have a long marriage, what he's saying is you got to be great at forgiving and you got to be great at forgetting. Okay, those two, those two uh, travel together. I know sometimes we like to try, try to separate those and we're going to talk about that a little bit further. Uh, but number three, we have to deliberately choose to not allow our past to control us. Amen. This is a choice that we all must make. See, the Apostle Paul is continuously making that choice. He's not going to allow his past regrets, his past accomplishments to haunt him nor to puff him up with pride because he considers them all to be worthless to him in that current moment where he is and where he's trying to push forward to. He's trying to forget some of that stuff so he can keep pressing forward. And so forgetting your past, my friends, that does not mean that we are excusing uh, the other person's sin. Maybe like when we're trying to forget some people and for, uh, for some things that happened to us and forgive it, it's not that we're excusing it or making excuses for it, uh, but it doesn't, it, but nor does it guarantee that he or she won't hurt you again in the future by choosing to do this. Rather, forgetting the past means that you are no longer going to dwell on it. You're no longer going to take up residence there in the past. You don't live there anymore, right? God has changed you and, and, and allowed you to grow in some great and fantastic ways. And so therefore, uh, you're not going to allow that stuff to control you anymore. And, and, and certainly, though, you're also not going to allow the past to manipulate. You're not going to you try to use the past somehow to manipulate or to control the, pe the, the present or the potential future with this person. Now, what I'm saying there is sometimes people will say they, they have forgiven you, right? But then they will use those places where you hurt them. They will turn it around and find, find ways to try to manipulate you, right? I'm only, I'm only going to forgive you if you buy me uh, this pair of shoes or if you do this or that, I'm only going to be with you uh, if you do, right? So they put a lot of conditions on it to can try to try to control, right? I've seen, I've seen people that were on their way, way to divorce court and, and the person, one person will say, well, I'll come back, but only if, uh, if you let me get this big 70 inch TV that I've been wanting to get and you got to buy it for me. And then I'll come back. And so they, they say they forgive him, but then they put conditions on, on the way that the relationship's going to go forward. And that's, and that's not right. Uh, and so, so as I prepare to close, though, here are some bonus notes uh, that I want to share with you. Hey, Amen. Just give me one second.
Uh, what we have to do is to learn to recognize the haunting memories that are in our past for what they are. They are attack, an attack from the flesh, and they are energized by the dark spiritual forces of Satan. Amen. And so, so that's where they're coming from. And so we got to be able to recognize where that stuff is coming from so that we can appropriately uh, deal with it. Amen. And the same is true when we incorrectly uh, focus on our past victories or success in ways that will puff us up on pride or to deny God his proper credit glory and honor for helping us to overcome. Again, uh, sometimes God has done some great things with us and for us and through us, but sometimes when we look back on that stuff, we fail to give God the proper glory and praise for what God has done, right? And so so we got to make sure that we don't do that because that's, a, that's a, a place where we can get prideful about what we've done on our own abilities when we know good and well, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have accomplished those things. Amen. And so please don't wait until you get the past behind you uh, before you start focusing on God's forgiving grace and his invitation for you to participate in it by forgiving yourself and others. Again, I'm, 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 I'm going to keep talking about both of those, forgiving yourself and others, because uh, sometimes it's, it, it goes both ways. We need to forgive ourselves too sometimes. But wherever you are, my friends, in this process of being able to be a better forgiver and forgetter, start where you are today, right? Because you you, you can't change the past. Uh, what has been done has been done, but we need to deal with it so we can leave it back there. And so I'm going to say this, seek godly counsel, prayer, and if necessary, professional therapy uh, to help you to move forward because that is our ultimate goal is to be able to move forward because we have been redeemed by God's grace, right? That's a, that's a fact, but we don't often live in it. We don't often, often operate in it. We don't often take full advantage of what that means. We have been redeemed by God. God has forgiven us and God has let that stuff go, but we keep holding on to it, right? But, but make sure, uh, uh, um, my friends, that you know, if it's things that you've done wrong to other people in the past, make sure that once you have been forgiven, if you are ever into a situation like that again, make sure that you will choose to do the thing that will greatly demonstrate your love for God the most, right? Don't become a re-offender or don't become a, a grace abuser, as my uncle would say, where we know that God or people will forgive us uh, because they have forgiven us. And so we just keep willfully and intentionally making these same uh, or similar um, uh, infractions against them. And we shouldn't do that, right? If, if, if God has forgiven us or, or, or someone that we've heard has forgiven us, we, sh we should want to, to act like we've been forgiven by not wanting to hurt them in that way again. Like, let's, let's leave that behind and let's move forward and like do better about the way that we care for each other, the way that we love each other. Amen. Um, and so, uh, some of us, though, may even at this moment can can confess that we struggle, that maybe we're not good at uh, uh, forgiving. Maybe we're not comfortable with this idea of forgetting that you are talking about today, uh, Reverend Greer. We're not comfortable with that. And, and, and most of us can say that we definitely have a hard time with that part of it, the forgetting part. We might say that we, we you know, we're I'm saved. Uh, maybe I'm not saved. Whatever, whatever the situation is. Uh, I struck. Sometimes we struggle. Person can say that I'm saved, uh, uh, but I still struggle in this area of forgiveness. Right? I still struggle. Uh, uh, but I want to encourage you today 
uh, by adding this one small but powerful word at the end of that statement. The word is yet, right? Because we just said, Brother Paul didn't do it by his own uh, power. We're not going to be able to do it by ourselves either. Uh, with all of the brain power that we possess, our and plus our human frailty, uh, we're just not able to really be good at forgetting things on our own. And so therefore, we must ask the Holy Spirit to help us to progress to where forgiving and forgetting will become a core part of our Christian personhood. It can happen, but we have to pray to the Holy Spirit to help us in this area. But this is so crucial because sometimes uh, folks will pride themselves on their ability to be able to say this. I will forgive you, right? You know what I'm about to say. I forgive you, but I'm never going to forget it. I'm, I, and they mean that thing. They mean that thing to their heart of hearts. I, I, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm never going to forgive. I'm never going to forget. And, and, and so much to the point that every chance they get, they will wash your face with it, right? Every chance that your name is brought up in a conversation that has absolutely nothing uh, to do with the incident, they will bring that up and talk about it. Uh, and, right. And, and so in other words, we, we continue to rehearse the hurt. Right. And we continue to keep it in the museums of our minds by doing this type of stuff. But see, that is not what the biblical example uh, of forgiveness looks like. That's not the way it's supposed to work. And so the Bible, if you read it, the Bible is clear about this mysterious truth that when God forgives us, God forgets. Amen. When God forgives, God forgets. Uh, the God who sees all, the God who knows all, has the supernatural ability to forget all that has been forgiven. And I know that's some awesome power. And again, in our, in our own human nature, on our own power, we don't have this ability. But let us praise God for the forgetfulness of God. Amen. I know in our in our human life, we don't maybe want to be a forgetful person, but I, I, I thank God for the forgetfulness of God. Amen. Uh, so not only uh, because I know I've needed God to forgive and to forget some things in my past, and maybe you have too, uh, but not only do we need help with this forgiving and forgetting other people's infractions, I'm still making the case that we often need help with our own. And so while we may deal with our own guilt by rationalizing our sin or by wallowing in our sh shame, God has another plan, right? Some people, no matter what they did, uh, and they know it was wrong, they can find a way to rationalize it and to justify it, right? Maybe you were, you were caught speeding by the police officer and you tell the police officer, listen, I am sorry. Uh, I'm sorry that I was speeding. I know I was going a little fast back there, but listen, these folks out here are driving so crazy and so fast. I was just trying to get away from them and I was trying to get on up the road so I can get to where I was trying to go. And so they'll find a way to, to rationalize what they were doing, even though they know it was wrong and, and they can ask for forgiveness. But sometimes we will wallow in our shame. We want to stay right there and, and just have a pity party and beat ourselves up uh, because we hold ourselves to such a high regard that even when we sin and mess up and ask for forgiveness, we won't allow ourselves to move on from that shame. But thank God for God's plan because God does not rationalize our guilt away God does not try to deny the reality of our shame. 
and God does not try to run away from our sin, from the stain of our sin. Amen. See, God faces them all in the, the in the in the sacrificial death of his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ. That's what happens on the cross. God took upon himself by nailing all of those things to the cross for our sake. Amen. And so God took upon our sin upon himself. God, and then after he does that, God faces our guilt and God then forgets our guilt. He forgets our sin. He forgets what we did. And so through the high price and the everlasting blood of Jesus the Christ in the mind of God, it is as if those sins never happened. My sins never happened. They have been erased. They have been eradicated. They have been effectively dealt with in ways that they could have never been dealt with if we would have just tried to keep it all in our hands, right? And so we have to relinquish that control of that guilt and, 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 and remember that it's been nailed to the cross. Let all that stuff be dealt with by the power of what Jesus has done for us. You, you can't deal with it. Your shoulders aren't big and strong enough to deal with some of the stuff that we have said and done in thought, word, and deed. Amen. We can't deal with that stuff. And so when you think about guilt, when you think about shame, when you think about forgiveness of our own sins or maybe even other people's sins, let us remember this. Let us remember that God forgets. And with the aid of the Holy Spirit, we can too. So like Brother Paul, my friends, we can be anointed to forget. Amen. Amen. And that's the good news uh, today, that we can be anointed to anointed to forget, but only if we rely upon the Holy Spirit. And so if you don't know the Lord Jesus today uh, uh, in the pardon of your sins, if you're still struggling with that stuff on your own, uh, let us pray about that. At first, we're going to pray about salvation. We're going to invite you to pray with us. And the, and the prayer that we have adapted for this ministry is listed right there on your screen. And so we're going to start right there first so that we can make sure that those things that we have been carrying with us, that we can put them down right now here today once and for all. And they, uh, and they will be nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ to be dealt with, to be forgiven, and to be forgotten. Amen. And so let us pray right now. Lord Jesus, for far too long, I have kept you out of my life. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart now, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior forever. Amen and amen. And as I often say, if you've prayed that prayer with us today, you are saved right now. The angels in heaven are rejoicing and so are we. And I also wanted to pray again just about this, this notion of forgetting and forgiving. So let us let us pray. As, uh, as Brother Otis said, there's some things we need to let go. And so, dear Holy yes, Spirit, Lord, we ask yes. you to help us to forget those things, the things that will cause us to shrink away in our faith or the things that will cause us to be prideful and puffed up 
uh, based on the things that you have allowed us to accomplish, first of all. Um, so God, we just ask for you to continue to help us in this area of forgiving ourselves and other people. Amen. And so God, uh, we, 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 we don't want to merely say that we have forgiven. We want to be able to treat people like we have forgiven them the way that you treat us the way that you have forgiven us, God. So help us to forget some things. Amen. Help us to not bring it up every time we think about that person or somebody else brings their name up or every time that they uh, they come around us at a, a social gathering, we, we're pointing and snickering. No, we're not going to be like that. We're not going to wash their face. We're not going to wash their face with it every chance that we get because that's not truly forgiving. That's not what you do. That's not what you do with us. And so, God, we just help you help us to be better at modeling what forgiveness looks like for ourselves and for others uh, in our homes, in our families, in our churches, in our communities. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Good Success Group would like to thank you for listening to and sharing this episode of the Looking Forward, Reaching Back podcast. If you have not already done so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you can be notified of any future programming. And to sponsor future episodes of the Looking Forward Reaching Back podcast, please click on the support button or connect with us via Cash App or PayPal. The information to do so is listed under the description for this episode. We thank you so much for your support.